You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah B'Shem Yisrael 5781-2021. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Vayichi, and in our Parsha we have the death of Yaakov Avinu, and Yosef and his brothers go back to Eretz Yisrael, back to the land of Canaan, in order to bury him, and they return to Egypt. The Torah tells us the description of events of what occurred when they came back. They came back, he and his brothers and all those who had gone with him, like Boris Aviv, Aviv, all those who had gone with him as well, to bury his father, they all returned after doing so. Yosef's brothers saw, after this whole story, after 22 years, after their betrayal of him, after their finally meeting up again with him after 22 years, after his supporting them for 17 years, until the death of Yaakov Avinu, his brothers saw that now that their father was dead, they were afraid. Perhaps Yosef will be angry at us. Perhaps he was waiting for this opportunity to get us back. So he's going to, he's going to return the evil that we've done to him. They sent the following instruction, the following will to Yosef. Your father left a will, a final will and testament. This is what you should say to Yosef. Lift off of your brothers the sin that they have done, the great sins that their bro- your brothers have done against you. Take away the the sin of those who serve the God of your father. It's a very moving, very moving uh, interaction. They bring him this letter as stating that their father said it that he should forgive them. And Yosef cries. Yosef cries and they speak. And his brothers came and they said to him, they fell in front and they said, We are your slaves. What was Yosef's response? Altiro, don't be afraid. Am I in place of God? You think I'm going to judge you like God judges? I don't. I don't judge. You you may have had negative intent. But God had a positive intent. He had something he wanted to accomplish, which was. He wanted to save a tremendous amount of people, all the people of Egypt. He had a plan. There's going to be a famine. He wanted there to be a salvation. And that was why Hashem sent me to Egypt. And I had to go through all of my trials and tribulations. Said Yosef, I don't see it as the event that you see it. You saw it as something bad that you did to me. And I could easily see it that way too. But I choose not to see it that way, said Yosef. I choose to see it as God working behind the scenes in order to get me here so that because I wouldn't have ever come to Egypt you were just part of Hashem's plan we don't always understand the difficult situations that Hashem puts us through Yosef was able to see from the outcome that that was Hashem's intent all along and that's what he told to his brothers I'd like to share with you a medrash on these psukim 
Um, did I even read this Pasuk one second? I'm sorry. No, it's the next Pasuk. Important Pasuk. He says to them, don't worry. I'm going to take care of you and your children. I'm going to give you food. I'm going to give you your sustenance. He consoled them. And he spoke to their heart. So it's an amazing thing. This this Pukamar is just so touching, so moving. Yosef had every right to be upset. He had every right to bear a grudge. People bear grudges for a long time. You know, it was some uh, 39 years since the story had occurred, since they had sold him to slavery. But he could he could bear a grudge. Human beings have been known to do that for 39 years. The brothers were afraid that he did. Not only did he choose not to hold it against them, he did an amazing thing. And this is what's so moving about the Psukim. He spoke on their hearts. He consoled them. He cried. He cried when they when they when he understood that he felt negativity towards them, because he had so completely forgiven them. That's such an amazing story. Such a deep lesson. Such a difficult lesson. Listen to the Medrash. He spoke on their heart. What does it mean to speak on their heart? What does it mean? He spoke words that would console their hearts. They were all nervous. They were afraid. They thought that Yosef had animosity towards them still in their hearts, in his heart, against them. Amr Lehem, and this is what he said. Listen, listen to the genius of a Yosef. Not only was he able to forgive them, but he also knew what to say to them to, to help them to know that besides the fact that he forgives them with a full heart, it didn't even make sense. It wouldn't even make sense for him to cause any harm to them. It would be impossible for him to cause harm to them. Listen to what he says. Nimshaltim ka'afar ha'aretz. Hashem compared the Jewish people to the dust of the earth. Who can who can take a knife and and destroy the the earth? You take a knife, you can can maybe cut a hole in the earth, but the earth remains. You, the Jewish people, you, the children of Yaakov, were compared. You were the analogy was that some of you are compared to the animals. Uh, Yehuda Yehuda is considered a gurarya. He's a lion. Binyamin is a Ze'ev Yitrof, he's a wolf. Naphtali is an Ayala, a Tzvi, an Ayal. I'm sorry, a Tzvi. Ayala Shlucha. So you see that we are compared to animals. We have certain Tchunas HaNefesh. Miyachal HaSaif is Chayas HaSadeh. Who can succeed in a battle against all the animals of the field? Nimshaltam Kekoychavim. God says that the Jewish people are going to be like the stars in the heavens. Who can, with his sword, who can, who can slice through the stars? And then he says another beautiful thing. You ten, you ten stars, you tried to, to cause my one star to fall. You didn't succeed. What do you think that I one star against the ten stars or the all the all, 
12 stars altogether. You think that I can bring down all 12 stars? You couldn't even, all 10 of you can bring down one star. And all of you are stars, he said to them. It's an amazing thing. He was saying to them, look how, how great you are. You are Klal Yisrael. You have all of the milus, Hashem, all the blessings that Hashem gave to the Jewish people. You have them all. You need not fear from me. Medrash continues. <laughs> and one of the Mephoshim here explains that the 12 stars also represent, besides the 12 tribes, they represent the 12 constellations. Because the Jewish people correspond to all the constellations, because just like, in a certain sense, the constellations, the Mazalis, the Zodiac, Hashem sends down His Shefa through those, He sends down the influx through those, those constellations, so do Hashem sends down the good things to the world. Those who bless us are blessed. They receive blessings through the Jewish people. So He says, you can't start up with, this, with the Zodiac, you can't start up with the constellations, you can't start up with the Jewish people, with the 12 tribes of the Jewish people. The Jewish people, the twelve tribes, correspond to the twelve hours of the day. And the twelve mazalis, twelve constellations in the heavens. Omar of Simloi, Simloi says, another pshat, another thing that he said, another way of consoling them, another way of convincing them that he would have no ill will towards them, nor would it be good for him personally to do anything towards them. Simloi, atem haguf, ani Yesus said to them, You are the body, and I'm the head. I'm the leader of the Jewish people. Do you think that the leader would go and hurt his body? Tavaisa, the Reshesa, the Pasuk refers to Yosef as the head. In Nesiv Gufa, Ma Tav. If the body is missing, what is the, what is the head worth? If you chop off a head from the body, it's not worth anything. In other words, he understood. It's an amazing thing. First of all, he says to them, I can't start up with you. I don't have the spiritual power. But second of all, he says, that would deny and defy the entire purpose of who I am and what I'm supposed to be. I am the head of the Jewish people. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't do anything adverse to the body of the Jewish people. Now he starts to tell them advantages that he has by them being around, why he wouldn't want to get rid of them. Actually, Radatim Lakan, are you Karim? I see Eved. Until you guys came, I was referred to as a slave. They didn't know where I was from. They didn't know my Yichus. They didn't know my family. So, once you guys all came, everybody knew. Wow, Yosef is part of a very prestigious family. The family of Yaakov. Look at all his brothers. Look at all these amazing special people. What do you think? I'm going to kill you? Furthermore, if I kill you, so then people will say, we can't trust Yosef anymore. He will lose his nemonos. He will lose his integrity. If he can't get along with his brothers, who can he get along with? Who, how can we trust him? They will say that his brothers were just a group of... of Bachrim, young people, not significant people. Ravakaris and Achav, they weren't really his brothers, they were just a group of random people that he called his brothers. Everyone will say that because, look, in the end he just killed them all. So he was explaining to them and explaining to them, 
I can't do anything against you. I can't do anything against you because of your spiritual power. I can't do anything against you because that would define my very purpose. I can't do anything against you because it will look bad for me. Omer mani nasa intedikus la abba abba moel vanakoiver. Furthermore, he said, "What? I'm going to be the judge of my father. My father had these children. He had twelve sons. My father will give birth to them. I'm going to bury them. Mani nasa intedikus like a shabaruchu." I'm going to judge God. God gives blessings to the Jewish people, to the 12 tribes of Israel. I'm going to subtract from that. That's what it means, the Pasuk says, that He consoled them. He consoled them. Such a godless, such an amazing thing, so inspiring. Yosef HaTzadik, not only does he bear no animosity towards his brothers, he furthermore convinces them why he would never, never, ever cause them harm. Says the Medrash, a beautiful ending, and I feel like this really is a take-home for us, besides for the amazing lesson of a Yosef and what it means to really forgive, which is of course difficult, and perhaps we'll talk about that more shortly. But what a beautiful ending of the Medrash. The manner is a we can we can deduce something amazing from here. Yosef Yosef is a human being. He could have animosity, he could, have, he could bear a grudge, but he didn't. He spoke soft words to them. He said whatever he could to convince his brothers that he bore no animosity towards them. He was not interested in hurting them. It would not be to his benefit. It would only be to his detriment. When Hashem comes, and this is an important thing to understand because you, again, as we've mentioned so many times, whenever a Medrash has two things connected, there's always a deeper connection, there's a deeper reason why the Medrash is placing those two things together. The Medrash is saying that just like Yosef was Menachem, his brothers, Yosef consoled his brothers, spoke on their hearts, spoke to their emotions, told them not to fear. So to Hashem in the future, when it will come time for the Nichum of Yishalayim, the, cons- the consolation of Jerusalem, certainly, Amri. Pasik says, be consoled, be consoled. Right? It's a double language, that's why it's, a, it's certainly true. The Pasik says, speak on the heart of Jerusalem. Consolation is needed. Think about it. Think about it. Kalal Yisrael has been through so many difficult times, so many difficult times. Inquisitions, holocausts, destruction, first base of English, second base of English, exiled, Girush Tzvarad, thrown out of, thrown out of Spain, thrown out of France, thrown, rejected by everyone. So much pain. Looks like Hashem doesn't love us. Just like Yosef, it seemed to his brothers. He didn't love them, that he was, that he was, perhaps he had been trying to get them back. Perhaps he was trying to get revenge against them. It wasn't so clear what he had done when they, when they came down to Egypt. It wasn't so clear. But Yosef reassured them through all of this that that wasn't his intent. There was no vengeance in his heart. It wasn't that he came to hurt them. He, he was their leader. They were powerful. They were like the dust of the earth. They were like the stars of the heavens. They were powerful people. They were blessed. But in order to have those blessings, 
They had to endure a difficult time. They had to even, even this is a big chiddush, but they had to even go through the pain of selling their brother. Think about it. 22 years they had to bear on their hearts the guilt, the guilt for having done such a terrible thing. They still felt the guilt 39 years later to the point that they couldn't believe that, ya- that Yosef would forgive them. They couldn't forgive themselves. And Yosef said, no, you, you don't understand. All that you've been through, the guilt, the difficulties, the challenges, even the very challenges that I put you through, Yosef say, says to them, this is all because of the greatness of who you are. This is all because of the greatness of who you are meant to be. This is all in order for you to become the great people you're supposed to become. And in the same way, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to the Jewish people, at the end of time, Hashem says to us, Hashem will say to us so soon, you think that all the things, all the animosity of the nations, what have we done wrong? Why did they kill us in the Holocaust? What did we do wrong? Why did they treat us like we're the aggressors in a land that we're just returning to because it's our, it's our inheritance? And if, if the, the nations around us will put down their guns, there will be no more wars. We're just defending ourselves. Why do they paint us as the bad guys? Why do they hate us so much? Why, why do we seem to be the scapegoat? Why have we endured so much pain and so much challenge? Maybe, maybe Hashem, maybe we're not good. Maybe it's because of all of our sins. Maybe it's because we, we didn't find favor in your eyes, our God. Maybe it's because you don't love us. Maybe it's because we're bad. To this Hashem says, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, Yushalayim. The same way that Yosef spoke to his brothers and convinced them with every argument that you don't have to worry. This is the end of the story. This is the end of the story of Yosef. And it lines up with the end of the story of Klal Yisrael. When Klal Yisrael steps in when Yaakov dies, it represents, as you see in the parsha, it represents the times of Mashiach, the advent of Mashiach. Yosef Atzadik represents Mashiach ben Yosef. But there's an interaction that takes place. It seems like we've done so much wrong, and we deserve. Maybe we deserve it because of so, so much, so, so many wrong things that we've done. Maybe we don't deserve Hashem's love. Maybe we don't deserve a base hamikdash, a temple a holy temple to be standing on the Harabayas and the Temple Mount. Maybe really the Arabs are right. Maybe we really did steal this land from them. Maybe we're really not good. Maybe we really don't deserve Hashem's love. To this Hashem will say, no. Hashem, just like Yosef said to them, you are compared to the dust of the earth. No one can destroy the dust of the earth. You're compared to the stars. No one can destroy the stars. You are like these powerful animals. No one can destroy these animals. I'm your head, HaKadosh Baruch is going to say to us. I am the one who's leading you, Klal Yisrael. You thought that all of the trials and tribulations that you went through, all the difficulties, and even all the sins that you committed, you thought that all of those things were because of something wrong with you. But no. It's because of who you needed to be. Nachamu, nachamu. Dabur alev Shalaim. I'm going to speak to your heart. I want to bless you and I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us that we should be able to recognize that all that we've gone through, all that we've been through, all the challenges of our lives, all the things that we've done that we think we've disappointed Hashem or disappointed ourselves, 
all of that, all of that is all part of Hashem's plan for us. And all of it is opportunities for us to grow. And in the end, I'm sure, and I bless you and ask you to bless me, that we will see the day when Hashem will be menachem us, when He will console us and help us to see how everything that occurred in our lives was indeed to get us to that awesome place which we'll find in the end. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.